We are going to turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And we will read from verse 1 onward. Matthew chapter 4. From verse 1 onward. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word that you just gave to us. I ask you that you will take this word, immerse it in the oil of the Holy Spirit, oh, and set it on fire, Lord, that it may, Lord, go into every heart here, and all those who are going to hear later. May this word of God penetrate into their hearts, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, that the fire of the Holy Spirit may ignite every heart in the name of Jesus. Oh, give your people an understanding heart in the name of Jesus. Every bondage be broken in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, that this word of God, oh, this word of God, let this word of God do the work for which it's being sent at this hour. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. I come against all the forces of darkness, every demonic spirit that is warring against. Lord, this word from penetrating the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I bind them in Jesus' name. I take victory in Jesus' name. I ask you, Spirit of the living God, that you'll flow through, flow through, flow through, flow through every heart, flow through every mind, flow through every body in the name of Jesus, to the deepest part of their being in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, Father, wherever there is hardness of heart, wherever there is lack of understanding, I pray, invade every heart, invade every mind, invade every body, wherever there is an obstruction and pray. Spirit of the living God, that you break every wall. Break every wall of separation in the name of Jesus. All that the hand of the Almighty God may touch every soul in this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Quicken every spirit in Jesus' name. Quicken every heart in Jesus' name. Quicken every mind in Jesus' name. Quicken every body in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, in the name of Jesus. I shut down every voice of the enemy in Jesus' name. Oh, and in the name of Jesus, I open every ear to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Circumcise every ear this hour in the name of Jesus. Circumcise every heart in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Unveil every eyes in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I release the presence of God upon your people in a special way. Oh, so that this word may have a great impact, a lasting impact. Oh, in their minds, in their bodies, in their souls and through them, in the lives of many people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what this sword of the Lord is going to accomplish at this hour. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word. And not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord, 
I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise be to God. Now, we just read this scripture portion. We're going to read the few verses one more time. Matthew chapter 4, and I'm going to read from verse 1 on verse. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. If you look at these statements here, verse 1 and verse 2, these are facts. These are just plain facts that God in his wisdom has recorded here so that you and I can understand what actually happened and how it happened and how we can take this for our lives and how we can live our lives. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Jesus Christ, who is God, came in flesh. The word of God was manifest in flesh to destroy the work of darkness. So before that work of destruction would begin, that means he was here to destroy sickness. He was here to destroy sin. He was here to destroy poverty. He was here to destroy loneliness. He was here to destroy demonic oppression, demonic possession. He was here to destroy every work of Satan. That's why he came. Jesus Christ was manifest in flesh to destroy the works of the devil. So before he could start his works, something is happening. I spoke about this during, uh, I, I guess a week ago or something like that when the Lord had me too. So I'm not going to go into why he was led into the wilderness. I want to just briefly say it as the Holy Spirit wants me to and just pass to where God wants me to. So Jesus Christ specifically was led by the Spirit of God after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Spirit of God to meet a specific goal. And his goal was to overcome the enemy before he could have the power over the enemy. Before he began his ministry. So Jesus Christ, he was led by the Spirit of God. We saw this before. That it was a test or it was an exam. It was a good exam that he had to go through as a human being, as God in flesh. He was taken into the wilderness, being full of the power of the Holy Spirit, given everything that he needed. Now he is facing the devil. Forty days and forty nights he had to go through all kinds of trials. But Jesus Christ, though he was man, he did not give in to sin. He did not fall into temptation, but on every level he overcame every temptation. That is why the Bible says he is able to help us in all our trials. He is able to empower us in all our tribulations. And during temptation, he provides a way of escape when we look to him and not take the path of the temptation, but look to God for the way of escape. You know how, like when you are driving and all of a sudden you, you, you get a, a notice on your GPS, accident on highway, whatever it is, and then say, alternate route, do you want to take it? And at that time, if you click yes, it'll have you bypass that congested traffic and they'll take you through a different route. Temptations are like that. Satan will have different kinds of temptations because Satan says, Oh, before you can start this ministry, before you can come and take people away, that means he's bound to people with different kinds of sicknesses. He's bound people with different kinds of problems. And before Jesus can come and take them away from the grips of Satan, that means take those problems away from those people, Satan says, Oh, you need to face me. And God said, Yes. And the Son of God, who was the Son of Man, went into the wilderness being led by the Spirit of God. Forty days and forty nights, he had to face the enemy. All kinds of trials. So, before he could face the people, he faced the enemy. Before he could 
replace the demonic spirits that were controlling the people's bodies and their minds and their souls, he actually faced the enemy. Two things here we see. One is, he overcame the enemy in the wilderness to whip because he was tried and he did not sin. He is able to give us the power to overcome sin. He's able to give us the power to overcome sicknesses, overcome temptations. Now you look at Jesus Christ here. There's a key principle that the Spirit of God wants to embed into our spirit so that we can take it and live by it. God wants us to live. So if you look at him, the tempter came. So he was put in a place where the tempter is going to come. So the tempter was waiting. He said, okay, let me see when you come here. Let me see what I can do. And the whole goal of the, of the tempter is to see how I can make you fall into the ditch. God's goal is not to make us fall into the ditch. No. God's goal is to give us that alternate route. His goal is to say, I will take you through another route. He always provides us a way of escape. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When trials come, when tribulation comes, when temptation comes, always look for the alternate route that God has. Don't keep your eyes on the trouble. Don't keep your eyes on the troublemaker. Don't keep your eyes on whatever is trying to weigh you down. But look to God and say, Lord, what is the way of escape that you have? for me. Look for that alternate route that God has. When the enemy brings problems your way, don't get weighed down by the problems, but look at the problem solver and ask him, Lord, what should I do here? And he'll always make a way of escape because he went through all of this. He knows all our problems. He knows all our trials. He was tested in, he was tempted in every area, yet without sin. And he sympathizes as we go through, but he doesn't say that, well, if you do wrong, I am okay with you. No. He says, I can help you to not do wrong. I can help you because he has the power to see every time you, you do wrong, you know, you become a slave of whatever is making you to do wrong. God doesn't want us to be slaves of anything. He wants to be free people in Jesus Christ. He's created us to be free people in Jesus Christ. Satan is the slave owner. Satan is the taskmaster. He's the one who will say, I want to control your life. I want to make you addicted to this. I want to bind you to this. I want to have you under my control. But God says, I have come to give freedom. Jesus Christ said, He came to give us freedom. Wherever the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. Wherever the Spirit of Satan is, there is bondage. Satan comes and He binds, He puts chains in the hands of the people. But God comes and He breaks every shackle. So you look at the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, before He began His public ministry, He was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. Did you see the action of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Our God is a triune God. We don't have three gods. We have one God in three persons. Three distinct persons, but one. And when you look at God, God the Father sent Jesus, and now the Spirit of God is taking Jesus Christ into the wilderness. Before this passage, you will see how Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. And God the Father will speak from the saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So God gives a certificate of His pleasure upon Jesus Christ, an obedient, obedient son of God, who obeyed God in everything. 30 years he was in his home. He was subject to his parents, the Bible says. He was a good son. Jesus Christ was a good son. And after he grew up as a good son, now he pleased God in all things by pleasing his parents that God placed about him. Now Jesus went and he obeyed God and he got baptized. After he got baptized and God said, I am well pleased with Jesus. Now the Spirit of God takes Jesus 
he said, let's go into the wilderness. And when Jesus was taken into the wilderness, always remember, after Jesus claimed peace, God, he was taken into the wilderness. So nobody should say, I'm doing right, why am I going through this? Right? When you're doing right, you will go through something, you know why? There's a promotion that is coming. When you're doing right, the enemy will come against you. But God who is with you, he'll cause you to overcome the enemy and there will be a promotion that will come. When you're doing right, you will face opposition, but God will cause you to overcome that and he will exalt you. So Jesus Christ, before he began his public ministry, he did well before God and as a result of that, he passed all the tests before. As a result of that, now he's taken into the wilderness to face the enemy. He faced God all his life. Now he has to face the enemy. So when he faces the enemy, we see he was hungry. It shows that he was a human being. He was not all God and so because he's not hungry and he's not thirsty and he doesn't have to sleep. And no. He was not a ghost. He was a human being. He was like us. He was hungry. He was thirsty. Jesus Christ, after the 40 days of fasting was over, he became hungry. When he was done with the will of God, he became hungry. So when he was about to finish it, and he was about to exit the wilderness, saying this, let me see, even at this last minute, can I make you fall? Let me see, at the last minute, I can make you fall? Let me see. And the tempter came to Jesus Christ. When he came here, we see verse 3. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. I want to break this into few parts as the Holy Spirit wants me to. When the tempter, Satan, came to Jesus, number one, he questioned God of his identity. I've talked about this before through the Spirit of God. We know about this. Number two, he's giving a fake kind of authority. That's what Satan will do. Satan will try to give empty boost, empty boost, no power there. How many of you think that you can go and open your gas tank in your vehicle and you can say, well, gasoline is liquid, olive oil is liquid, water is liquid. Well, I don't have to spend money. These people are all fools. They are going to a gas station and standing there wasting the time holding the, holding the pump and then, and then they have to give the money and when they come, the money that they had is no longer theirs. But I have water. It's free. And I can just go pour water. How many of you think that you can pour water and drive your car? It doesn't work that way. Everything in this world operates with a specific principle. This will work with this, this will not work with this, that will work with this, that will not work with that. In the kingdom of God, there are certain things that work. To reach specifically, God wants us to know those things so that we can live by that. We need to know how God works and we need to know how the devil works. If we don't know, we say, well, I don't care about the devil, then you are not keen on knowing your enemy. If you don't know your enemy, if you don't know the strength of your enemy, if you don't know the battle plan of the enemy, then you are bound to lose. Every good commander will know how to prepare himself, his troop, and he will also know his enemy, and he will train his troop according to what the enemy is and how the enemy is going to come, according to the strength of the enemy. God in his word has given us plenty of scriptures to show how God works and how the enemy works. The enemy will come and say, Oh, you know what? I can boost your ego. You know what I can tell you? Do it yourself. I can tell you. Believe in yourself. I can tell you. Help yourself. These are all the things Satan will say. Command these stones and make them into bread. 
You can do it. Does it fall in line with the scripture is the question. Not every voice that you hear is the voice of God. Not every command that you hear is a command from God. We as God's people should know the word of God. Satan came to Jesus and he said, Oh, if you are the son of God, command these stones and make them into bread. He is trying to challenge him, not only of his identity, but also to really provoke him, to show, push him to do what he should not do. Come on, show me, show me what you can do. Command these stones. You can do it if you're really God, do it. What was he doing? He was provoking Jesus, pushing Jesus, doing that which he should not do. Now, did Jesus bow down to that? No. Did Jesus bow down to that? No. Jesus did not. So every thought that comes to your head, are you supposed to take that? Every thought that comes to your head, are you supposed to take it and think that God is saying, God is saying? No. The Bible actually says something opposite. The Bible says, every thought that doesn't align with the word of God, you're supposed to take it captive. If you don't take it captive, it will take you as a captive. Yes. Thought life is a very important part of your soul and part of your body. It actually makes up who you are. In your mind, when you allow distressing thoughts to dominate your mind, soon it will make you a prisoner. If you let anxious thoughts dominate your mind, soon it will make you a prisoner. If you let worry dominate your mind, soon, before you know, it will make you a prisoner. If you let thoughts of anger dominate your mind, before you know, it will make you a prisoner. Whatever you allow in your mind, whatever you allow in your mind, it will become your master. God is speaking to our heart to this hour. What do we allow in our minds? What do we allow in our minds? Are we allowing thoughts that line up with the will of God? What are the thoughts that line up with the will of God? Whatever is pure, whatever is pure, whatever is wholesome, whatever is a good report, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever things that are true, noble, all kinds of good stuff, God says. Those are the thoughts that we need to allow in our minds. Those are the thoughts that we need to cultivate in our minds. Thoughts that go according to the word of God. When we don't do that, whatever negative thought, whatever thought that is not of God, which is from the devil, will overtake you like a weed that will overtake the field. What will it do? It will destroy you. It will destroy you, bring you down to nothing. Once the enemy comes in, his goal is to steal, kill and destroy. And he enters in, that's what he will do. But when you allow God to dominate your mind, His Word to dominate your mind, He'll give you life. Jesus said this, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. So we see here how Jesus handled the enemy. The Bible never says that, okay, Satan came there and he stood like he was nine feet tall and Jesus was a human being and he just came with a growling voice. The Bible doesn't say that. All we know is the tempter came. How did the tempter come? is not described fully here. We have to understand, many, many times, the tempter comes in many different ways. Now, Jesus was alone in the wilderness, so we know that. Now, in our life, the tempter can come through the mind. Primarily, he comes through the mind. Secondarily, he comes through people. 
So if he comes and tells you that, oh, you're not good, and no, you know, what good is that, you know, being alive, and what have you accomplished, and nothing, and look at you, you loser, and all those things, and you entertain that, you become a captive of the devil. And what will you do? With those words, he'll whip you, and whip you, and whip you, until you go down flat on the floor, and he will step on you. But if you have the strength of God to stand up to the devil and say, Oh, no you don't. I know who I am in God. I know who my God created me to be. And not give room to the devil. Then at that time, what you do? You take the word of God and you begin to whip the devil until he goes down completely and you step on him. Who has the power? The one who uses the power that God has given we have to understand that God has given us His Word. His Word is all-powerful. His Word is all-powerful. His Word quickens the dead. His Word imparts life into the soul. Jesus said He's come to give life and life more abundantly. That means that life is overflowing. When we give ourselves to the Word of God, the Word of God does the work of transformation in the life of every human being who says, Oh, Word of God, take over my life. And the Word of God will do wonders. So now Jesus did this over here. When the enemy came and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones into bread, Jesus then give into the bully. Don't give into the bully. When the bully comes and says, well, you can't live this way, and so you know what, today you do what you shouldn't do, watch this, or drink this, or smoke this, or do this, or do that, they say, okay, today I will do it, tomorrow I won't do it. You know what you're doing? Foolishly, you're saying, well, I'm going to go and give my hand and my neck to this bully, and I'm telling him, chain me today, tomorrow you will let me out. Do you think the bully will let you out tomorrow? No. If you think that it's okay, I willingly give myself when the bully comes. The bully says, oh, you fool, you came to me, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. We need the power of God to come break people from the shackles of that bully, Satan. This is why it's important to resist the devil at every level. God says, submit to God, that's what it says, submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Many times the enemy comes to the mind and he comes and says, oh, you know what, you think you're going to do it and when you're about to do something, you just feel like you're overwhelmed by something and you feel like your head is feeling dizzy and you feel like you're going to fall and you feel like you're getting upset. Oh, you have to tell yourself, stop yourself, will you? Don't give yourself to that belief. Because before you know, he's going to chain you and you're going to go after him and he's going to take the whip. And he's going to whip you. You don't want that. You need to tell, oh, I'm going to whip you. You know why? I have God's word. Don't you? God has given us the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, to slice that serpent into pieces and crush his head. If we don't use that, he'll say, well, I'll do what I can do. We need to know the power of the word of God. And this is where Jesus said this, verse 4. But he answered and said, it is written, it is written, it is written, written where? In God's word. That's where the power is. God's word has a power. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Oh, liar, 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 liar. You came and lied to me? Saying that you're so hungry, oh you're gonna die if you don't have this. Oh, what's gonna happen to you? You know what? There was a man in the Bible and his name was Esau. He had the birthright. 
That means as a first son, he has the right to the blessing. And one day he came from hunting and he was so hungry. You know what the devil told him in his mind? Oh, what is it? You're going to die anyway if you don't have food. Sell your birthright to your brother. And you can eat and you can live. Live as what? A loser. That's what Satan wanted. Satan wanted to take away his birthright. So he said, oh, what's the point in living? Today I will do this. Tomorrow maybe I'll think about it. Never take what God has given to you for granted and say that, well, forget about it today. Tomorrow I'll think about this. You know what the devil will do? He'll take away what belongs to you today. And tomorrow you look for it, you won't find it. God is speaking to our hearts today. Take what God has given to you very seriously and hold on to it. Never let it go. Your mind that God has given is a very powerful, powerful, powerful tool. If you use it the right way, you can do great things for God. You can do great things for God. God can do great things in and through your life. If you let God's word saturate your mind, because the power is in God's word, not in yourself, remember. If you believe the life thinking that, believe in yourself, you know. Go to the hospital where terminally ill people are there. Terminally ill people. And ask them, believing in yourself, can that bring you out of your deathbed? No. Believing in ourselves can't do much. Believing in ourselves will only go this far. But when we believe in God, through whom all things are possible, now we can talk to many cancer patients who actually believe in God and God heals. And they will say, I believe in God, I believe in God, I believe in God, and therefore I am alive. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from where? From my own mouth? I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. No. You know, we've had the Bob the Builder. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> he can fix it, I can fix it. <laughs> well, you know what? You can only do so much here. But you cannot bring the miraculous into the natural realm by just saying that, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, you can do it, I can do it. No. He can do it, and through Him, I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The God, the impossible, says, if you hide yourself in me, you too can do what I do and what I've done. Hallelujah. He's so big. Our God is so big, and He says, I'm so big, and the son of the king, or the daughter of the king, is not supposed to walk around like a little ant on the floor, saying, that, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me, I don't know who's going to step on me next, oh God, I don't no. God says, oh no, no, no. I am big. My son has to be big too. My daughter has to be big too. My seed shall flourish and my seed shall replenish the earth. And who is God's seed? Those who have given themselves to the Lord God Almighty are in a covenant relationship with God. They are mighty on the earth. How? Not weakly. Mighty. Mighty. Well, every time we say, Mighty is our God. Mighty is our King. I'm so weak, Lord. Mighty is our God. No. In Him, I'm mighty too. He's mighty. In Him, I'm mighty. We know. In Him, we live and move and have our being. Where? In Him. In Him. When we have the concept that in Jesus, I am in Jesus. I am in Jesus. If I'm in Jesus, I'm more than a conqueror. 
in Jesus. If I'm in Jesus, then nothing can bring me down. He'll try to rob me. Or you can say, oh, try, 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 try. You know what will happen to the enemy? He'll feel that his hands are hurting. And he'll just sit down and say, oh my Lord, I can't move it. How many of you can say a big bodybuilder, a strong person, is strong enough and he can just clench his fist and say, let me go to this rock and say, bam, what will happen? What will happen? All his knuckles will break. All his knuckles will break. When you know that you are hidden in Christ, nothing can come against you. When you know that you are hidden in the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, all the enemy will try. But the Bible says, the enemy will be crushed. Whatever may come against you will come crumbling down. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Nothing. Jesus says it's over here. Man shall not live by bread alone. He's reading God's word and he says, Oh, devil, 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 devil. Listen very carefully. Oh, you think that you know the scriptures. You really don't know. You know why? Because I am a doer of the word. Hallelujah. The power is not in merely speaking it. The power is in being a doer of the word while saying it. That's why Jesus had the power. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, how was he able to so confidently say it? Because he knew it. He knew it. You can't say something in such a convincing manner unless you truly believe it. And you really can truly believe it unless you know what it is. Jesus knew this for a fact that man can live by the power of the word of God. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that? God's power is able to quicken that which is dying. God's word is able to bring back to life that which is dead. Our God lives. The word of God is so powerful. The word of God is so powerful. No matter how many times the enemy comes, we get up stronger. You know, the picture that God always shows me is like the enemy tries to bring you down and you just bend down and say, Hey, I'll give you one. And when we give that one, our sword is so strong. Our sword is mighty. Our sword is not like the sword of the enemy. Because the enemy's sword is life and our sword is the truth. When we use the sword of God, it will cut the enemy to pieces. God is speaking to our hearts in this hour. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word of God is able to charge you emotionally. The Word of God is able to build you mentally. The Word of God is able to build you up spiritually. The Word of God is able to nourish you physically. This is who our God is. This Word is all powerful. You must be convinced in your spirit that the Word of God can do wonders in your life. As long as you are a believer of the word. That means a believer is not someone who just says it. A believer is a doer of the word. See, when I believe it, I will live it. When I really believe it, I will live it. You know, if you believe that, you work out every day, you can build up some muscle. You're going to work out if you believe. If you don't believe it, then you're not going to. See, it's not about what you know and what you don't know. God is speaking at this hour. It's about what you do with what you know. If I know a whole bunch of stuff, but I just don't do it, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? You can just sit in your house and say, well, 
have to pay my bills. I have to pay my bills. I have to pay my bills. Oh gosh, I'm so tired. I have to pay my bills. But your phone is right there. And you have the app. And you have the money in the bank. All you need to do is just go and pay your bills. Someone will say, take the hand and take the phone and just pay your bills. Please, stop it. We have the Word of God. We have the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And every believer should know the power of the Word of God and say, Oh God, thank you for your Word. Thank you for your Word. Thank you for your Word. Hallelujah. Your Word keeps me alive. Your Word brings healing to my mind. Your it heals my body, your word is all I need. Shall we all stand up together? Hallelujah. We're going to sing this song as a prayer to God. And we're going to say, Lord, I want you to take this word into my life so that I can live by your word. Hallelujah. God wants you to live. God wants you to live. God wants you to live. Tell yourself, God wants me to live. Hallelujah. Not exist, but God wants me to live. God wants me to live. Hallelujah. Not just exist. Existing is eating, drinking, working, coming home, sleeping, eating, drinking, working, coming home, sleeping. That's just existing. Living is becoming what God wants you to be. The great person that God has created you to be. God has a purpose for your life. God is great. And all His children that God has created has a great purpose. In Him, we can do all things. Hallelujah. Oh, by Your Word, I live. Oh, by Your Word, I live. Oh, by your word, I live. By your word, I live. 
This word of God is power to our souls. Hallelujah. This word of God is power to our minds. Hallelujah. This word of God gives power to our bodies. Hallelujah. It fuels our spirits. Hallelujah. This word of God. This word of God makes us to live. Hallelujah. It causes us to live. Hallelujah. We can live by this word of God. We can live by this word of God. This word of God causes us to thrive. Hallelujah. In the midst of adversity, this word of God causes us to thrive because this word of God comes from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. It comes from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. It comes from the mouth of God. The maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. It comes from the mouth of the maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Give me a thumb over to this word of God and say, Oh Lord, I just give myself to this word of God. Lord, I'm going to be obedient to this word of God. Lord, I'm going to be faithful to this word of God. I'm going to believe this word of God. Lord, what you have said about me, oh in the word, I will believe. Hallelujah. Lord, I will believe what Jesus did on the cross for me. Hallelujah. I will receive the power that God has for me and I will live an overcoming life in my thought life. Tell yourself, I will live an overcoming life going forward in my thought life. I will live an overcoming life. Hallelujah. Oh in my walk and in my mannerisms, I will live an overcoming life. Hallelujah. I will live an overcoming life. Hallelujah. I will live an overcoming life. Hallelujah. Oh, have a resolve. Resolve in your heart and say, I'm no longer I'm going to submit to defeat. I'm going to give myself all the victory. Hallelujah. Because Jesus has bought this victory over paying his precious, priceless blood just for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give yourself over to the Lord this hour. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm choosing life. I'm choosing life by choosing your word. I'm choosing life. I'm choosing to live by choosing your word. Hallelujah. I'm choosing life by choosing to live. Hallelujah. By your word I live. Hallelujah. By your word I live. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for this time, Father.